0: to Echoes of Glory. And don't forget, whatever happens, the future's bright. Future's lily white. Come on your Spurs.
1: Hello and welcome to Echoes of Glory, season ten, episode eighteen. I'm Jack. I'm AST. I'm Jay. And I just made the boys laugh because I just got the season of the podcast wrong, so we had a take two, uh, which
0: is <laughs> part of them with
2: De- great. De- De- Dennis Norden calls it though, so it'll be on a right, It's all right on the night at Christmas.
0: There we Wait, go. But I didn't. We didn't, I didn't tell you how my day started, right? So it was my um, <laughs> was my four-year-old's da- daughter's birthday today, and we've got one of those grow clocks. Jay, have you used a grow clock with your kids? Oh, yeah. so yeah, they're amazing, right? So for those who don't have kids, they're like a a clock with a big f- screen on it where the sun rises on it and the, it goes to bed and it has a moon and you set it to yeah. whatever time you want right so yeah. we put it to seven thirty, and it tends to work and it's amazing this morning she came into our room crying at five thirty this morning and she went and she was crying because she uh she put a finger in her bum and she couldn't find the hand wash so <laughs> <laughs> she was devastated <laughs> i feel like that's a morning that jay can
1: relate to <laughs>
2: on my COVID cough. Oh
1: God, that's so funny. Well, happy birthday to uh, ZSD for today. Uh, yes. One of the, one of the youngest podders you. fans of the podcast that, that, that we've got. Um, we've got some games to talk about. Starting with the uh, the interesting game that was Spurs one Fulham one midweek last week. I mean, it was t- it was a tough watch, real real tough watch. Um, I thought we started the game okay. Um, fantastic goal from Kane, like the ball in from Reggie and a brilliant diving head, a Fantastic goal, and at that point I'm just thinking we'll go on and win this 2 0 Like you know, like we've we've gone in front against Fulham. Any nerves that we might have had, you know, will be gone now from that goal. Um, but really, sort of seemed like the reverse happened, and actually us going in front seemed to give Fulham a bit of confidence. I don't know if all of a sudden they started playing a little bit sort of carefree. They had nothing to lose, but. I mean, we weren't great. Fulham played well, kept the ball nicely. Um, but it was disappointing that, you know, another goal with sort of 15 minutes to go, like another game where we've been leading 1-0 and we just can't see it out. Um, what what do we think is going wrong in these games? Because it's not elite opposition that we are conceding these late goals to. It's sort of your box standard Prem sides that a side that wants to be comfortably in the top four, ideally challenging higher, should
0: be winning. So like, what what's going wrong in these games for us? I mean, tell you what was interesting was out the back of the most recent uh, for the game yesterday, I know we are, we're not talking about that game, but they both Harry and Jose came out and said that Jose doesn't tell them to sit back and defend. Both of them said it. He says he goes in and tells them to kill games off. And to go for it, and he's, and Harry said specifically, it's just the way the boys are doing it. So that's interesting, because I've always had the problem where it feels like Jose's setting us up to not lose. And then if we do lose or draw or fall behind, then it's an individual's fault, which felt very selfish. I We were set up all wrong for the Fulham game, like completely wrong. And there must be reasons that I can't understand about it. But Sissoko was just in the wrong position. Mm. Son and Kane were, Kane wasn't moving at all. But then Sun was chasing balls down, so there were massive gaps where Sun was vacating, like the 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 level of the front three, to then try and break down the balls. So it's very easy to play around us, and it it just seems a mentality thing again. Like it, it was so frustrating that Fulham game, and what was bad about the Fulham game was that it was on Amazon Prime, so it has a bigger, it has a a different audience, right, a different Spurs fan audience to the games that are usually on Sky and BT Sport. I had loads of my mates who hear about the Jose style but see the results on Match of the Day or on the YouTube results but don't watch full games. They don't get to watch the dirge that is most of our games. But that was one of the worst games of the season, right? So suddenly they're seeing it and they're frustrated and they're not watching games and they're frustrated at the style and they're going, is it even worth winning? Uh, I know your question was what was wrong mentality thing. Maybe they switch off. I don't know. It, it, I don't believe Jose is totally without fault here. He can't be setting us up to go and win. Like Fulham. We should be battering Fulham. Why aren't, we, why aren't we going and beating Fulham? It's just Fulham. Well,
2: let, let, let's, let's remember Fulham, Fulham turned over Liverpool the week before. Yeah. Didn't they? I got, they got a draw, didn't they? They, got, they drew yeah. them a couple yeah. of weeks ago, yeah. Um, which, which, you know, is as good as, was better, it's better, it's better than what we did um, mm-hmm. in our last game against Liverpool. Um, <clears throat> and I think that, that they're in the ascendancy. And, and what I saw of it was all a bit strange the way he set. It was almost an experiment with with Sissoko on the right in that advanced position in a 4-2-3-1, and it was, just, it was just not working because he'd get to the edge of the box and he'd fluff his lines.
1: But he and, doesn't have any quality, does he, in the final first? Yeah, like yeah final wasn't.
2: delivery was just... He'd fluff his lines every time. And he's always been like that. Unless he's on the counter and he's got space, um, he's always been like that. And I think w- when... And we saw this against against Palace. When in the second half, the side the the, the opponents get a rocket up their arse and they raise the intensity and you could just see it. And we all knew a goal was coming because the intensity had risen. And we didn't match it. We just didn't match it. We did exactly what we did against Palace, which was stick to our game plan. We don't make any subs. There's there's no there's no orders from the sidelines to think about rethink our formation, um, which is ultimately what I think was up, was was necessary before that goal. They were getting out wide <coughs> and they, they were using those those wide channels much more effectively to get in behind us. Um and that Cavallero goal was an absolute worldie. And and then we go, we we can't defend we, we can't defend crosses. Well it was a lot more than that. It was it was a it was a fab, fabulous finish in Cavallero to get between them. But but it shouldn't have got to that. It shouldn't have got to that, and it shouldn't have got to, um, to sort of Mourinho, sort of referencing one or two errant chances. Um, yes, Son should have should have scored earlier. Yeah, should have. He absolutely should have scored. But we should have created six chances by then, mm-hmm. not just two. We shouldn't be relying on creating
1: two or three mm-hmm. chances, and and I think that that was the problem. That that was the problem. Yeah, I think there's a, there's a couple of things from my point of view from watching the game. I think you just touched on it there that Sun should have scored and Sun throughout most of this season has been taking those chances. You know, yeah. this is probably the first game this season that there's a, a bit of a standard joke, isn't it, in our WhatsApp group that, you know, I always said Sun wasn't clinical enough. He's been brilliant this season. And that was the first time my comment of Sun's not clinical enough, I think, has come out this season because he has been finishing those chances. Um I still thought that we, whilst we didn't play well in that game, I still felt that we created enough chances to win. And yeah. I know I don't like looking too much at stats, but I think the expected goals from us in that game was three, which, you know, again, like you've, you've just got to be more clinical. I think from a defensive point of view, um, I'm, I'm a fan of Eric Dyer. He's not that great in the air. He, like, he doesn't jump well. And that might sound stupid, but like he doesn't get off the ground. He's fine. He's fine. <clears throat> excuse me. If it's going into like a centre forward's chest, like he can get in front and nick it. But he's not that great in the air. Um, Sanchez probably is our best aerial defender. Like I, I think of all De who obviously didn't play in that game. Um, but he, he's not like a, a commanding centre back in the air. And I don't think that Roden is either. Um, I know he's, he's out on loan fourth, but fourth definitely isn't. Tanganga's decent in the air, but I think Sanchez probably physically is our, is our most com- commanding centre half. And on that goal, he's obviously been dragged out because Aurier is, you know, nowhere to be seen as usual. Um, so it was a good bit of play from Fulham, but I just, I think Dyer worries me air, in the air like that. And we think back, you know, to the Liverpool game as well when Firmino got that last minute goal. He just sort of gets shrugged out the way a little bit easily. So I don't think it was great from him. Um, so, you know, I would say individually, there were there were, a couple, there were two main errors really leading to the goal. Um, yeah. but from an attacking point of view... He's not our be- he's, he's by far um, not our best player. But we lack balance when Stephen Bergwijn doesn't play. Mm. We really do. And I don't like I said individually. I don't. He doesn't. Bri- he brings great work rate right, and he brings that balance. I, but other than that, you know, he doesn't bring trickery or goals or assists. But we just look a better side with him there. And I know he got slated and missed them chances at Anfield, and he's, he's definitely got to work on that. But I just think he's one of them players at the moment that I'm like. I'm not exactly sure what you're bringing, but we're better when you're in the side. Exactly. And I think that was apparent against Fulham that you know that right hand side, we, we, you know, we just off, we didn't offer anything, and Sun had to do a lot more tracking back. But normally Sun can stay forward, can't he? Because Bergwijn comes back and we double up. Um, so I think it affected Sun's game because he was he was running the wrong way a lot more. Um, but I just think that Bergwijn, for me, the games where we've struggled, it's is highlighted for me that Bergwijn's actually quite an important player for us. He's, he's the he's the third
2: runner. Yeah. You know, you, I don't I don't think you you can lead the line with two anymore. It's too it's too easy to mark and defend, and and I think the third runner, and and, and a third runner that's that's Stevie Bergwin not the sock, uh, um, is 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 immensely powerful, and as we saw against Fulham, he came 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 back out with a man like a man possessed. And 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 yeah, he he might have missed those sitters against, um, well, they weren't really sitters, but they, they they were clear opportunities against Liverpool. But he was responsible for a lot of offensive running no. um, that, that that panicked the hell out of Liverpool, um, and I think ultimately put us in a good chance to 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 win that game. Um, and against Sheffield United, he was outstanding. This, this arguably was his better best best
0: performance in a Spurs shirt. He he is absolutely brilliant. I think he is so key to us. Like you're saying, Jake, he provides balance. I think he drags people away from summoning Kane. I think cause it's easy to double up on Kane, but I don't think you can do that. He is brilliant at interpassing. I mean, we saw that in the in the game on the weekend. But he's brilliant around the box. He can running onto a ball with his back to a defender, he can beat a man, beat. he's not the quickest, I thought he'd be quick, the, a it's quicker strong, player, he's a strong runner though isn't he, like you can't, once, once he
1: gets going you can't move him out the way,
0: yeah, 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 yeah but I'm, I'm a huge fan of his, I didn't understand him at first, you know, I thought he'd be more of a tricky winger or something like that, because I think YouTube highlights don't serve that type of player well, but he does look like the type of player he is do you know what no, I mean? That's, that's he, right. It's
1: like he's going to be a tricky. Like I'm going to smash a volume from forty
0: yards. Like, mm. but he's he's just he works, doesn't he? As much as anyone. That's it. He's. he's a, I think he's a manager's dream as well. I, on the pitch, I don't know how how well he trains, but I reckon, like, I go, you know what he's going to do, and he's going to work hard, he might not put away the chances, that could be taught, but he'll, he'll create the space, and the chances for other people, just as much as well, and I'm a massive, massive, massive fan, his, his his goal on his debut against City, which was unbelievable, it's ridiculous, but that, it sort of, again, misset our expectations again, a little bit, didn't he, that he was going to be doing that every week, I went mental for that goal, that, that was 2-0 again, wasn't it, that, mental was that the first no because the first time we played them at the new stadium was I, I, obviously I, the champions league game i ended up in the row row in front <laughs> <laughs> they are great goals
3: those yeah,
2: Doesn't yeah, happen
0: often. just wow anyway
2: um he, he he's he's 23
3: yeah
0: he's young isn't it
2: he's young and and he's bigger than he looks he's five ten. you know on on the pitch yeah. i just i just had to just check how tall is he because he looked he looks really small to me he looks yeah. at the low sort of height, like five four, five five. He's 5'10", five, so he's, he's big and he's really strong mm. in possession. Very hard to shake off the ball. And his close ball control is exceptional. Um, but the, the, the point I was going to make is he's improving with every game because he's still so young. He's still so young. And clearly he's training well because he's learning
1: a lot. He's, he's
0: um, five years away from his peak. Five years. The world will be so different.
1: But that's a like a typical Spurs and Levy signing, isn't it? Like, young player with bags of ability, getting yeah. on a four or five-year deal, and then when he hits 26, when there's two years left,
0: selling for big bucks or mm. time down to a, to do a deal. Th- I can challenge that, because do you think it is? Because this was a player that a lot of clubs were looking at, a lot of the big clubs were looking at, and it's, it's not like a 17, 18-year-old. It was a 21-year-old who tend to go for a lot of money because they're yeah. matured enough... To show that they're going to continue with that potential, but there's a lot of mm. lot of space to move into. Uh, I guess the only
1: question mark is just the league that he was coming from. That's true. You come from the from the Dutch league, and it's like how good how good is somebody that's good in the Dutch league going to be? You never yes. quite know, do you? Like they're either going to be like
0: Suarez like, or Torres, like,
1: yeah, exactly, and amazing. Not or like Torres. you look at De Ligt now; he looks bang average, doesn't he? Obviously, can't get any Venta side, and it's like they paid eighty odd million for him, and it's like. It's, sometimes those leagues can be a little bit like Dusan Tadic, absolutely unreal in that league for Ajax. Couldn't get a game at Southampton. You just yeah. think like, how does that? How does that work?
0: Yeah. Can pay, I? I made some notes. That, kidding, that does. I thought And Don Bailey was really good. I think because he, he worked really hard in the football game. He chased and closed down a lot, a lot more than I've ever seen him do. Uh, Son, I've talked about that. Sissoko, awful in the forward positions. I never want him seeing. I just feel a bit sorry for him.
1: Like I sometimes, I think it sometimes it's hard to slate a player
0: that is being played in a
1: position that he's not great in and asked to do something that he can't do. Do you know what I mean? So it's like yeah, yes, sure. yes, he was poor and like his delivery in the final third was just abysmal. But it's like I didn't I don't expect him to do anything there because it's not it's it'd be like playing Harry Winks, you know, on the wing. You just like you, you know you're not going to get anything or playing, you know, Ben Davis centre midfield. It's just like you are not going to get anything out of those players there. So I, I agree with you, he did have a poor game but sometimes I feel a bit sorry so I think Sissoko can sometimes work in the wide areas against elite opposition yeah yeah but yeah. he can't against against you know a, a side fi relegation. no no I'm I just I, I think Fulham are a side that will stay up I love <laughs> Scotty Parker like yeah. I he's just I love that guy he's a brilliant player like he's got Fulham again he's he's one for me I, I'm surprised that Fulham play the football that they do like Scott yeah. Parker's like a throwback centre midfielder, isn't he? So it's yeah. like I expected Fulham to be a bit more direct, physical, set plays, yeah. play play off the second ball, but actually they're getting it down, playing out from the back. Like yeah. I, I like what he's doing there. Like that's the type of side that you want to see stay up. Like playing football that yeah, way. Yeah. Yeah, if you look yeah. at Aladice at West Brom, you're like, no one no one particularly wants to see that type of football stay in the Premier League. And, no.
2: and and, and for, for no other reason than yes, A, he's he's ex Tottenham, but B, those Mikey Skinner memes. Yeah, they're great, aren't they? Just they are they're just in so they're so endearing. Oh mate. Every single one I watch every single one to the end, it <laughs> makes perfect sense. The Mikey Skinner streets memes just they'll run and
0: run for me. Last point, the substitution was made far too late. Winks for Lamella. Or Lamella for winks on 75 minutes.
1: Lamella coming
0: on—that shocked me. Yeah,
1: it's like I just couldn't. I don't know. Like, look, you know, we're not, we're not in the world of football, right? We're not elite football managers, so he must have. They must have seen something to be like Lamella's the answer. But I was just sat there watching it and being like, Bale, surely. Yeah. Surely, or and then when. Vinicius come on I was like okay going two up but then Ndombele to go off I was like we can't get the ball to the front men now yeah it was just a little bit like I'm not quite and again I'm sure that they saw something and they were like this is how we can win that game and we couldn't execute it but it's it's hard isn't it when you make strange subs and they don't pay off it leaves
0: all the fans it's being weird. like what's going on it's weird isn't it because you go like these managers have watched more games than we'll ever watch in our lifetime Jose's studied the game and creates the most amazing tactical analysis and he puts a Soko on the right wing and it feels like we've watched Harry, AVB, Sherwood put great players in the wrong position and it's never worked. Modric on the right wing. Modric, one of the greatest players that we've seen of this generation, doesn't work on the right wing. Don't, he, he can do a job. Why do it? We can see it in the stands and we know what's going to happen. It's weird, isn't it? Do you remember
1: when Redknapp first put Bale through the middle and everyone was like, what are you doing? He's <laughs> yeah. a and then he ended up being the best number 10 in the league, didn't he? It's like, <laughs> some, sometimes it works. I'm definitely not saying Sissoko is going to become the best winger in the league, by the way, before anybody claims that. Um, <laughs> but it's just, it just leaves you scratching your head sometimes. Like I liked the Vinicius sub. I was like, here we go, oh, yeah. two up. Put them under pressure. But then it's like you
0: um, lose control then, don't so you? So many runs. So many runs. It reminded me of Vardy. Vardy, I think, must be one of the hardest-working strikers in the Premier League. Hate the man, but as a striker, unbelievable, right? Because all he does is just... Horrible to play against. My my my
1: my My brothers... When when he was playing football, was
0: relating out? your brother's experience to playing against Jamie Vardy. Exactly,
1: like he might, he may well have played against him at some point. <laughs> so Jamie Vardy played that for a number of years. But as Sam always says he's like he watches games and he was like, what type of striker would you be comfortable against? And he was like a Giroud type forward who's big, strong, is going to hold it up. It's going to be difficult, but like you know what they're going to do. Mm. And he always says that you know a, a centre forward that's just going to run behind you for ninety minutes is horrible. Yes. It just doesn't give you a minute's rest. Like remember when United had Rooney and Tevez up top. It's like, imagine having to play against that. Like, not only is it unbelievable quality in the final foot, but they're just on you for 90 minutes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, it could be so one that City go after, by the way. City want a striker in January. Vinicius? After, no, Vardy. Why not? Why not go and say to Leicester, you know, what is he, 32? Yeah. Uh, do you know what I mean? If they went and put 45 million on the table or something,
0: like, they'd probably take that. They'd get a ready-made forward that scores yeah, goals. It but means but Leicester would have no striker, and no one would sell a striker to him, right? Yeah. They'd be blunt. Yeah. I Money talks, so, though, doesn't yeah. it? It does. My um, foot do that. Yeah, yeah Vinny, I'd like to have seen him come on earlier, and he was making those runs. He kept on making those dog leg runs in, and then down, and it, no one was playing the ball through to him, and it got frustrating watching him. You know, in the end,
1: mm-hmm. it must be quite hard for him because whilst he hasn't played against opposition that's of any standard so far he's scoring goals right and it must be difficult as a manager because it's like yes we played marine who were non-league side but he's just banged in a load of goals like at what point do you think his confidence is so high that i've got to play him do you know Mm -hmm. what i mean because it's like he must just be thinking every time he steps on the pitch the minute he's scoring or assisting so it's like there must be a bit of a question mark in jose's mind to be like can i go two up and, and play him up there with Kane. Like it, I don't think it will ever be our first choice, but it is, I think it's a it's a different type of option that we have with him now as well. That we can play two strikers and Sun and Berg yeah, yeah. wired, but then it leaves you a little bit more exposed in the middle. But then if you have Hoiberg and Sissoko in there, you know it's, it's not half bad. But it's options for us. Um. Anyway, let's talk about the most recent game, which was the game against Sheffield United, which we won three one. Um. I guess the first question I have to ask is, did he mean it?
0: Yes, hundred yeah. percent. Yes, yeah, I don't think. Sorry, mate. Of course he did,
2: un- un- unquestionably so. You could just see that's all he had. That's all
0: yeah. he had in mind.
2: It was there wasn't anyone. There wasn't a pass on to anyone as well. No. Right? And he could Tra- see there was no one in the 6 yard box.
0: The Bergkamp goal against Newcastle, where he takes the ball. I've done one of those five aside, six aside. Are you comparing your goals at five aside to? Better. Sort of okay. better. <laughs> better um he uh wenger said after it you know i've got great respect for wenger and he I, um afterwards he said people were asking does he mean it and he for years they would ask and he would say if you think he don't he didn't meant it then you don't know the man and i think if you know and bella that's the stuff he does all the time but i think it's one of those ones where I don't think he'd be confident to do to hit it with the same like quality every time. I think he meant to do it, but I think he'd hope to achieve that twice in every ten times. You know, like I don't think he he knew exactly how well it would go, but he definitely meant it. I think for me, he definitely
1: meant it because he was too shattered. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that was his only option. Like he, he he didn't have the energy to take the ball, go into the corner, hold it up, blah blah. He just like I'm just going to throw my leg at this because I'm I'm exhausted. And it's <laughs> it's a
0: brilliant goal. Like Amazing. it's just. Absolutely but magnificent. On the on the TV, they were going on about the assist though, and like the assist was like bouncing on his wrong side away. It wasn't a good assist at all. I didn't get it. And I'm going to argue that Kane's goal is better because Kane had to do so much more. Yeah, right. they're different, they're
1: different types of goals they are different
0: goals. The Undenbelé one is one that. If we all
1: tried it 100 times, one of us might score it. The Kane one, none, none of us are scoring it. Like the Kane one is like just a class, proper centre-forwards goal. The Undenbelly one is just a stroke of...
0: It's a YouTube highlight, piece. isn't it? Yeah,
2: it's just... Yes. He, he had literally half the Sheffield United team bearing down on him, surrounding him. Who are we talking about, Kane? Kane, the Kane yeah, yeah. He had literally half the side bearing down on him, all around him. And he still managed to retain that laser focus. Um, and you know, like, like Roy Keane said in the commentary in, in the commentary box at half time, it was almost a tap in for him. It's crazy. And he isn't it? just knew, opened up his body,
1: dropped his shoulder, and he just strokes it in, just just with a nice bit of bend. It was it's just beautiful goal. It's the kind of goal you score on FIFA where you've got a player that's rated ninety, and you're like, I'm within twenty five yards. I'm just going to finesse it in the top corner. It's ridiculous. It was yeah.
0: turns. It was strength. It was great feet, and then it was shooting around the defender so the keeper couldn't see it. Total accuracy, like power. It was unbelievable. That would be one of my goals this season. It reminded me of one he did when we were at Wembley against someone like Bournemouth, you know, where he, he... You'll know it as soon as you see it. I can't remember who it was against, where he took a ball, turned, knocked someone out of the way and twatted it in with his left foot. It was it it was absolutely brilliant, that goal. Remember the, the, the brilliant goal we scored at Stoke in a 4-0 win? It was after
1: about three minutes of the game. It was when we had the blue kit with the um, seatbelt style on it, I think. Um, and he literally got the ball from a throw-in, bang, top corner, and you're just
0: like, "Wow!" Yeah, it's it's crazy how good that man is. I don't think we'll ever see a better striker at Spurs. I really, really I don't. Think he's the best uh,
1: player to ever play for Tottenham. Yeah, yeah, you already do. I really do. And like, I like. I spoke to my, my dad about this, and I said that, and he was like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 like that's crazy." I was like. I was yeah. like, well, who's better? And he was like, he didn't say Hoddle actually, because really? my point was, have we ever had a player that could get into any team in the world in his position? Like, because Kane Wood, there is not, there is not a side that he's not starting up front for. And um, my dad, to that point, was like, well, you probably couldn't say that about Hoddle, but he was like, you could say it about Gaza. Yeah, yeah. So he was like, Gaza potentially is the only one that you know that he's seen. Um, that you would say, but I genuinely like. I don't think that us as fans will ever see a player that good to play for Tottenham. Like, it's he scores literally every game. Like, yes. he has involvement in a goal every single game he plays. It's phenomenal. He's about to become our second highest,
2: isn't he? Behind, behind Jimmy Greaves. he's about to overtake Tommy Smith.
1: Yeah, but isn't he? He's a, I think he's like six Premier League goals behind Defoe, and he's played like 200 games less. and yes. like. The foe is remembered as a clinical striker. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, what what does that say for Kane? The, the guy, the guys, the guy's phenomenal. Like it's just, I don't know how long he's got on his on his contract, but I mean, he just needs a lifetime contract now because it's yes. the fault of the fault of us not having him. He's yeah. just, it doesn't even seem real that he would never. The thought play of him this,
0: coming back. Imagine him coming back in a Bayern Munich shirt and then him facing up Sanchez, and you go, oh my god. Um. Yeah. The, the, but aside from that, I think I mean I, I was very
2: I was very bilious on the uh, WhatsApp. group. the signal What's that group is now
0: Signal Group. We moved Signal. It's the Signal Facebook. Yeah, in the yeah. A. Um,
2: about about playing three central defenders and <laughs> nearly <got> him. <laughs> nearly and then um, <laughs> the filth that is Signal. <laughs> encrypted filth of signal. Yeah. <laughs> 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 was it Jay Rashdev? Yes. Okay. Yeah. What's what 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 goes on Signal stays on Signal. <laughs> 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 but, uh, just, we managed to get everyone on there by Sunday as well, didn't we? It's just, just 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 around kickoff. <laughs> We're the final stragglers. I think Van and Tyndall just, just managed to get them on there just in time. Um but, but, but three, three at the back for the bottom of the league side that won one game all season, did we really need that? Um, and arguably, you know, it just meant we had many more offensive players. We weren't playing three at the back along with... It, it didn't become a five. It did occasionally, but yeah. by and large it didn't. And, and I think whilst our, whilst, whilst the, the wide, our wide players, um, particularly Reggie, they, they did a number on Reggie, um, to, to stifle him. He didn't manage to get forward. They were always doubling up on Reggie. But it sort of gave Hoybier and Ndombele and all the space in the middle
1: yeah.
2: to run things. And um, I, 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 again, I think, I think Ndombele played one of his best games in the middle, uh, found all the space, found all the forward balls, uh, made a mockery of some of them in the tackle, just, just dancing out of tackles, and played a full 90. Played a full 90. Which says a lot, doesn't it? And if you can play a full 90 against United, there's got to be a full 90 coming against Liverpool, surely. I
1: hope so. You'd hope so. Like the, the,
2: and, and that, that's It's that's just another classic. bit of it, isn't it? Against against Fulham, taking Dombele off, where's the control?
1: Yeah, that, that, I think you made some really good points there, Jan. I think the first thing you said there was about three at the back that we played. Now... I've, I've always been a massive believer that when you come up against sides that play specialist formations, which, which free at the back is, because it's not a typical system, but Sheffield United play it, Wolves play it, right? And I think if you look at it individually, I don't think either of those sides have amazing players. There's the odd player that you're like, yep, yeah, he's, he, he's good. But I don't think that there are seven or eight brilliant individuals in either of those sides. But collectively, in a specialist system, it can cause sides a lot of problems. And I noticed since Mourinho's been in, when we play teams that play this way, we match them. We just say, we've got better players than you. We'll play the same formation and we'll just go man to man. And like that's how, and we've ended up getting results against Wolves. I know we drew with them recently, but last season we beat them. Sheffield United, we beat them at the weekend here. So it's like, I, I just think when you play those sides, match them and just say, well, we're a we're better team than you. You're not going to outdo us by just creating overloads and having players in positions that we've not got them. So let's just match what you're doing. And, Look, it was an excellent win. I'm not going to get too carried away because, you know, they're bottom of the league. They've won one game. Like, they're a really poor side. They look like they could break Derby's record for the lowest points. So, it's like, I'm not going to be too mesmerised by it. But it was important that we reacted from the Fulham draw. And it was important as well that we didn't just win the game 1-0, which might sound silly, but I think if we'd have gone there and won 1-0 with a set-piece go-after-an-hour... There would still have been a lot of critics, but I think the types of goals that we scored and the way that we played in that game um, just brings a lot more optimism for for the coming week. So look, it was a good win. We took four points from the week. We sh- we needed to take six really, but if we're looking at the Premier League table, it is so tight, isn't like there's like four points separating first and sixth. It's just there's not a lot in like Aston Villa have got three games in hand. If they win all three of them, don't they go second? it's yeah, like it's yeah. a really really strange season the thing that's that worries me really well I not that i've really believed that we're massively in a title race but city are on a run now and they're on a roll and i think they've won seven or eight on the bounce in the league and they're all of a sudden looking like a, the proper city again which yeah. is probably a good thing that the cup final has been moved because the thought of like having to play them in the next three or four weeks is just like no thanks yeah yeah i'd, I'd say city right now are favorites yeah but then United, you know, United aren't a good side, but they, 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 they're just not losing the big games. And I think that's the difference for them at the minute. Like, they drew City at home, didn't they? They've gone and got a draw at Anfield. Like, all of a sudden, they, again, it's just about, can you put a run together? And if we put a run of 10, 12 games together now, you all of a sudden you're right back in it. I think that that might be our downfall in terms of winning the league, is that I, I couldn't see us doing what City have done and winning eight on the bounce. Like I just can't. I don't quite have that confidence with us yet. Um, but look, it's it, a depends, it depends who we buy. Well, do you think? Do you think we
2: will? Do you think we'll get anybody in? I think we will. But but with the current crop, um, with arguably Gareth Bale demonstrating training, I think I think Jose, What what I'm seeing in Jose is you have to really, you you, you have to blow him away in training getting get in this side, you know, if you're just plodding, or you're a bit mouthy, and we know who we're talking about here, you you don't stand a chance. You just don't stand a chance. And what's clear, Venetius is playing out of his skin, and lamella he's showing commitment. He's blowing them away in training. You, can, you and you can see that, can't you? You can see Eric lamella doing that, and and just as much as that on the other side. You can see Gary Bale and bloody Deli. You can see them both. You, you can see them both creating issues in training, and I think that is that is a problem. That is a problem. How, but and, and if you're creating issues in training, what are you doing as a manager to resolve those issues and create commitment out of those players to push themselves? I think that's the, that's another management challenge when you're seeing raw talent of that of that of that caliber. And you're just going, well, F him.
1: If he's going to be like that, he doesn't play. Mm. I would just really love at some point, and I hope we get to see it, but obviously it depends on form, injuries, opponents. But to me, like the thought of like two in midfield of Hojbjerg and Undambele and Delhi just in front of them for opposition like Fulham, like that really excites me. Obviously, football's not a game that's played on paper, right? And it's like, you know, I'm sure Jose would look at that and his first thought is from a defensive point of view, like, can I be solid with that midfield three? And you are going to be a lot more open, but, you know, I feel like that's a midfield three that would just be brilliant. You know, like Undembele picking the ball up deep, Roy there is there as protection and Delhi just making those runs in behind Kane. Like, I would love, to, I would love to see that. I don't know if we will get a chance to see it for a, a period of games, but that just seems like a great midfield to me. And obviously one player that has been missing is lacelso, Like we haven't really seen him this season Um, which has meant that there is a lot more pressure on Undenbele to be that creative force in the middle. Um, A lot of the times last year, it would sort of be Undenbele all herself. So one would come off and then the other one would go on. Uh, So I think it would be quite good for us to get him back, just to have another midfielder that is calm on the ball, can go past somebody and is thinking forward. With Hojbjerg, Winks and Sissoko, you know, you're not going to get bundles of creativity from them. Like Hojbjerg and Winks keep the ball very, very well. But don't necessarily find the front men, um, especially yeah. not the way Undembele does. So I think getting Celso fit and having him back in will be will be a, a, a good thing for us and something that we'll definitely need. But I don't think I don't expect there to be anything really in this January window. I'd be absolutely shocked. Well, As str- that a- strongest Link is, is Christian Eriksen. Eriksen back on loan, isn't he?
3: Yeah.
1: I mean,
2: where to start you, with that? Would you take er- him in oh. Delhi out? Yeah,
1: Delhi has to go, doesn't he? Delhi, would you take that? I don't. I'm not I'm just the Ericsson thing, I'm just not sure. Like if he 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 played he was poor for over a year, wasn't if we're being honest, like he was poor for at least twelve months, probably more like eighteen months. Um but the flip is that he wanted to go somewhere else and he's gone there and it hasn't worked and maybe he's realised actually I had a pretty good gig at Spurs, like we could be getting the fully motivated Christian Eriksen back because, you know, he's realised the grass isn't always greener. So we could be getting a guy that is the most motivated he's ever been, right? Or we're getting somebody that I've gone to Inter, it's not worked, I'll go back to Spurs because it's my comfort zone and it's a safety blanket for me until something better comes along. So we will never know the answer to that question, right? Because we don't know him and we're we're not going to speak to him. But I think that if it's a loan deal... To the rest of for the rest of the season, with then the option to buy him in the summer, I think that that makes sense to me. If you're just bringing him in on loan, I'm, I'm not sure about going and getting him now, like permanently. I think if you could get him on loan to the end of the season, let's see what type of Christian Eriksen we would be getting back, and then if it is the motivated, Look, I shouldn't have left, blah blah blah, brilliant. Then we'll bring him back in. But if it's not, then you've not you've not lost out on anything um but it depends whether or not that that's an option or not for us but look he he wouldn't be top of my list purely because i'm a believer in once once something's done it's done it's like Mm. just i'm I'm just i'm not quite sure so it just doesn't quite sit right with me that we were just sort of like taking back that quickly but look, if it's a short-term loan i mean why not
2: well, and also, I feel like we need more 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 defensive reinforcement right now than than a, than a, another cam, really. When you've got one of the best natural talents in the world, just rotting because of yes, admittedly, a questionable attitude, but this a seeming unwillingness to try and work with him on it. And we don't know what's going on behind the scenes with him.
1: We don't. What I would what I would say as well is is that and this might sound strange that. Sometimes a creative player can improve you defensively because with Eriksson, right, you're going to keep the ball more. You're going to have an extra, you're probably going to have at least five to 10 percent more possession if Christian Erickson plays 90 minutes. So if you've got the ball, the opposition can't score. Right. So those periods in games where we have 30 percent possession and it feels like we can't keep hold of it and we're under it. Somebody like him keeps the ball. And all of a sudden, that 30% to the intern is a and not under anywhere near as much threat. Mm. He's a player that does control tempo of games. This is this is me talking all the best parts about Christian Eriksen, right? He controls the tempo of games. Um, and he creates, he scores goals, like he's an excellent player. Um, so sometimes in a weird way, that, that attacking player that does control the tempo of a match can improve you defensively. I think that from a defensive point of view, Jay, I still think that he's, still, he's not 100% certain on what his best pairing is. I think that he thinks it's Dyer and Vereld, the but then every now and then, one of them does, thump, does something and you think, well, oh, that, that doesn't look solid. I've been massively impressed with Roden since he's come in. I know he's only played a few games, but he looks like a real excellent centre-half. Like, the complete defender. He can play, he's good in the air, he's aggressive. He likes to defend. Do you know what I mean? It's like you think that Chelsea game when he got an elbow in the face, like you you could see that he loved it, and it's like I I think that he could be one next season that really stakes a claim for <coughs> I'm, I'm I'm going to be in here like I'm going to make centre back my position for the for the whole season. Who, um, who, who's your centre back pairing for Liverpool? Dyer and de Yeah, I nice just. Sweet, isn't it? I. Sanchez, he's just got a mistake in him. Whenever I watch him play, I just think, like, I'm just not, like, I just like consistency and reliability from my centre backs. And it's like, yeah. I feel like I know what I'm getting with Dyer and Alderweireld. Like, Aldevayreld is a brilliant centre back. Dyer is not brilliant in the air, but against Liverpool, that doesn't, it's not too bad. The problem with Dyer is, is his distribution from the back? Is he? He just needs to keep it simple. When he keeps it simple in games, brilliant. It's yeah. when he tries hitting the Michael Dawson diagonals, um, and he gives the ball away a lot. And you see it, you know, when teams play us, they don't press him. They let him have the ball because they know, you know, he's going to try a crazy pass. I think that would be my pairing. Sanchez for me is just too rash. Yeah. Like, I see him after two minutes diving in and Salah playing a one-two round him, and they're in. You know what I mean? Like that's the kind of thing that I think you get from Sanchez, which is why I've loved Roden so much. Like he has looked really, really consistent, solid. Um He's mobile. Like, like honestly, without picking him up too much, like I, the games I've watched him in, I don't know what he's not good at. No. Like he's, he's really has looked, looked great. I mean, ASD you've probably seen him play for Wales a lot more than what we've seen him play for Spurs. But I mean, he just looks, he that's looks great, really, he? a real good centre
0: half. Yeah been waiting for my time to say it. and he he led all the stats in terms of interceptions tackles aerial and um, aerial challenges one, all, all of that stuff I mean he was playing full and, and it's a bit it's a bit like Vinicius where you look at the opposition that he's played and he, he's a bit he's padding his stats a little bit but I mean what more do you want and I don't know why you wouldn't just play him over Sanchez because even where Sanchez may excel slightly in some areas the experience of Rodon will get, it looks like he's on a steeper trajectory than Sanchez. Because I think you said it a couple of weeks ago, Sanchez just hasn't improved at all since he's been here. No, he's the
1: same level, isn't he? It's the the same same player we bought,
0: yeah. Which is not a bad player. And it's
1: like, he probably is a third or fourth choice centre-half for for, for Tottenham. But it's like, he's just not fantastic. He's not going to go to a club bigger than Spurs and start... Like you know, he could go to an equivalent of Spurs and again be third or fourth choice, but like he's not going to go and start at Liverpool, City, any of these sides. It's just not going to happen. No, Al- arguably he's as good as eight, eight of the ten sen-
2: centre defenders that City have ever bought uh, because they bought such dross in that in that position. And right now he he, he probably he could he could well get into the Liverpool side. Right, because because they ain't got any. I think me yeah. or you get in at the moment <laughs> Reese Williams um but um but no you're right you're right and and arguably you know we have been linked with a number of big skillful talented up and coming central defenders in Italy yeah this well, that, those are really really soft rumours right now there's, there feels like there's no substance in any of them
0: well we were in for that korean was it is it the korean centre back as well that beast um, yeah no I'm just now, yeah, Kim Min Jae, um, the monster. Um, hopefully that was a good one. Just for mean, the, imagine that. We got the monster yeah. back. Right, the six foot four. He's unplayable in the air, Hidden turn of pace. Like, there's a lot of people in for it. Um, apparently I feel like he's all he's already one of my favourite Spurs players, and we haven't even signed him yet. No, no. Well, we've just literally Spurs. What yesterday started the Korean Spurs Twitter account? You see, Son's got his own emoji now. I don't know how yeah, they called amazing, that. One. Amazing. Just you know what? Two two world class Koreans just would just
2: could just be such a point of difference. It'd be great, wouldn't it? I think on on the pick. I'm just it's talking world class Koreans. <laughs> imagine that.
0: Just what? Would be amazing. I love it. Can I, can I say there was a bit of me, even our, I didn't think that we performed pretty well, that well in the game yesterday. There was something weird about it. I just don't feel we controlled it as much as we could. We allowed them back into it. Like, There's no Spurs fan that didn't think they were going to get the draw after they scored their goal, which is lovely <laughs> defending. I,
1: was, I didn't. I didn't really, I wasn't really on my phone, um, match yesterday, but I went on to signal just as it went 2-1 the first message I saw was Abbas oh here we go I thought thought, I'm not going to read the chat I was like because I've I've joined at the wrong time you You have it and there was a little
0: bit of me that was even winning isn't worth it there's a little bit which means um, I'm now not dead set against Jose out like there's a bit of me I'm not Jose out but there's a bit where Mm. I just there's something that I don't like the weird bit
1: for me is that I enjoy the struggle of it
0: do you know what I mean like if we if,
1: if we watch this watch some of the games this, this season which have been bad but end up having a successful season by getting back in the top four winning something, it's like the struggle's worth it. Do you know what I mean? it would probably mean more than playing all the all the great football. Um yeah. look, I just think that we had a few dodgy results, the same as most teams in the league have had this season. You know, like you forget everybody's going mad about this is going to be United back. We you know they're gonna win the league. They lost six one at home to Tottenham and one 0 at home to Arsenal. And it's like, you know, if you go back two, three months, it was Solskjaer out. Now, all of a sudden, he's the messiah and going to be getting a new deal. When it's like, it's just a very crazy season. I just think you have to hold your nerve and try to look at the long game with it. Um, it doesn't justify some of the performances and results and style and all of that. But if you think about what we six points off the top of this stage of the season, you know, it could be, you know, it could be so much worse than that. Well, you, you, you could be Chelsea. Yeah, and and again, like three months ago, Chelsea were, Chelsea were in the title race three months ago, Jay, and now all of a sudden it's like, oh Lampard, if he loses the next couple of games, he's gone.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and, they're talking about bringing Avram Grant back, aren't they? Um, or just to be his assistant.
1: Avram Grant, Millwall legend. Do you remember that? He oh. we took West Ham down, and they flew the banner oh. over the Wigan Stadium. Avram Grant, Millwall legend, incredible. And um, we've got we've got one game to preview which is in the FA Cup. We're playing Wickham uh, next up. So it's a pretty nice draw for us. Again, a side sort of, I think they're in their championship side, I think now Wickham, aren't they, for the first time in the history. Um, We played them a few years ago. um, And this is one of the craziest games that I can really remember at at the old ground. And it is the game that I picked for the We Are Tottenham Hotspur quiz. So why don't we do that first? And then we can preview the game afterwards. So, this was Spurs Spurs 4, Wickham 3. We we should just say they are bottom
0: of the championship. I was about to say, they're bottom of the championship. They beat Cardiff City, which is a bit annoying. But they're um, Cardiff City mid-table. But they are awful.
1: So, Spurs-Wickham, like I said, 4-3. This game was January 2017. So, it was an early, early FA Cup game. Mm. Pochettino... What was the what was the Tottenham side that day?
0: Delhi Delhi definitely started, didn't he? Yeah, uh, yeah. Sun.
1: No. What? Son? Yes, no. Delhi Delhi came on. Did he? Sun.
0: Sun came on. Sun started. <sighs> so, All right, yeah. Goalkeeper, not Hugo. Was it? Um, what's his face? Vaughan. Vaughan Vaughan was in goal. Correct. Right son. back. Oh, uh, oh, right back. Uh, ben Davis. Right back Sorry Left back Ben Davies Ben Davis is the left back We had the Americans. we talked about him last week What's his face Yeah um, What's his name Jay Do you know the American I'm talking about Carter Vickers Cameron Carter Vickers The centre back uh, Who else Was it like Toby or Jan Neither of them It was their understudy Eric
1: Dyer Eric Dyer was playing Central midfield
0: <laughs> Who was their understudy Osprey. Lostry no. no No Austrian Left foot uh, Vimmer Kevin Vimmer oh, Vim Kevin, Vimmer Yeah And then the right back Uh It wasn't Norton He'd gone Yeah He'd gone uh, I'll give Lub, me a... Love's a bet <laughs> <laughs> didn't think he'd do anything wrong What a lunatic Just lump on Just lump on it's lump on,
1: mate. Lump on, if you want. Um, so we've got Eric Dyer as the first centre midfielder, who was captain that day. Who who played alongside him, centre mid?
0: is uh, it like Winks? He yeah, was done, Harry Winks yeah, Harry Winks. Harry alongside him. Then
1: we've got a free behind Sun because Sun was leading the line as centre forward. So um, right hand side of midfield, we've talked about him earlier on that he should never be playing right hand side of midfield. Oh, okay. So, this is Sissoko. I mean, that's negative. No, Wickham at home. Is Lamella playing? Uh, no, Lamella. no Lamella. The next two are hard. Um So the guy that was playing on the left wing did not play many games, I suppose. He was a winger. Te- terrible, terrible. Was it like uh, in? Yeah. NG. In... Clinton
0: in and G. wasn't NG. G.
2: wasn't in G. Wasn't in G. the other one. George, Kevin and Kudu. Yeah. Oh, the in other G. one. Um, Kevin,
1: yeah. I mean. <laughs> George, Kevin, and Hi. Um, <laughs> um and then playing in the centre, playing it, playing in the ten. Um, English Spurs Academy graduate, now plays for Fulham.
0: Oh, uh, Josh Onama. Josh Onama. Oh God! How I, I had such a... high hopes for him. Yeah, such high hopes. Didn't fun. he score? No. No. no, no. He he scored on his debut for Spurs in like the league cup didn't he yeah in like a five or six nil yeah so that's first side listen to our average this is it was
1: Bournemouth, gold trippy akarvikas vimmer and davis then Winks and dyer but was captain sissoko onama and kudu and son now that game we were two nil down at half time <laughs> <laughs> which is just mad so i'd forgotten this so at half time you know needing goals needing to get back into the game who did he turn to at half time Vincent Janssen, yeah, came on at half time and he did score. To be fair, so we're two nil down. Delhi like Vincent Janssen, huh? He came on and caused them problems. He did, he did. He came on, found and, his
0: level, didn't he?
1: And Sun made it two one on sixty, and then Janssen equalised with a penalty on sixty four. So at this point, it's two two. You're like, right, oh, we're backing it fine. Delhi's come on at this point, but then they scored in the eighty third minute, and I remember it was down the path to tomorrow. Brilliant header. From their centre forward, seven minutes to go, three-two to Wickham. You're thinking, "Oh God, we're out." And then we scored in the 89th minute with Delhi, and then the 97th minute with Sun. And that last-minute winner was amazing. Like the stadium was going crazy. Oh man, I still felt embarrassed. I didn't Uh, go. I can't uh, remember why I didn't go. The uh, what
2: what, I never got down. I never really was West Lower. You know, I was not that wealthy, really. Genuinely, Uh, wasn't 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 season ticket establishment uh but managed, yeah you know there were tickets for like a tenner weren't they were they like 10 quid yeah i was down on that right hand down on that sort of away end that south It's
0: awful isn't it that's where i sat for the west Ham game where i walked out
2: and oh my god it was like the whole of the whole of high wickham was there in that south because it was a south lower and upper wasn't it yeah they had loads of fans like a all of wickham <laughs> uh, to our right And they were the noisiest I think that was the noisiest away yeah. the Noisiest away Fan contingent
0: I can remember for a long time Because there were so many of them as well. Yeah. well This is what people don't fit like they put the most expensive seats next to the away fans, like literally yeah. next to the away fans. Corporate tickets were like side by side with the away fans. It was crazy. So yeah. you had the and the, the most expensive seats are the quietest ones. You had the quietest Spurs fans next to these, the rabid mob of the chair boys. You've got to like,
1: talking about the this chair stuff, you miss all of you miss all of that of football. You know, like giving it to the away fans like. It was it. the best thing.
0: That, that's why South, I used to sit in block 35 in the South lower because right in the middle behind the goal and you could turn and you could just swear at you know, United fans, you could just swear at all the fans. It was it was half my game was looking at the, the away fans. It was it was so much fun. It was unless oh, you
1: lose, unless you're two 0 down to Stoke
0: after 50 minutes and you're like, oh, God, what's happened here? There is a legendary picture of me, Jack and Noah. Uh, where we got zoomed in on TV, like it, it is us on TV, uh, where we are not enjoying the Stoke yeah, game.
1: Beat two 0 by Stoke. <laughs> <laughs> it's dreadful. They're, the Stoke fans are <laughs> why, why Delilah, and <laughs> we're just like, oh, need
2: to get out of here. That was it. That was Akin. I was just looking. i was looking up the game. Beast Fenwa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I've not seen anyone hold the ball up like a- Akin Akinfenwa. We defended
1: him terribly, though, didn't we? Like Carter Vickers ended up in a physical battle with him, and you're yeah. like, why, why are you bothering? Like, if he's going into into his chest or his feet, he's going to hold it. Like, there's no way you're going to knock him out of the way. So, why are we letting the ball go into him? Like, it was such a naive defensive performance. Let's context:
0: Akin Akinfenwa is a bodybuilder who plays football. Right, he is a G unit like he's 102 kilograms <laughs> like oh, I'm 6'2 and I'm about 95 kilos and no. I'm a bit his overweight feet, his feet was so quick
2: and yeah, you, crazy, honestly he was very skillful but was
1: also very... he's a player that like he knows what he is like he knows what he's good at so he's like that so plays you know like I used to watch, I used to watch Theo Walcott play and I used to think if you gave me his pace I'd score more goals than you do like because you don't use it, and it's like Akinfenwa knows he's a big lad. He can hold the ball up and bring others into play. So that's what I'm going to do. Like, what's the point of him spinning and trying to run him behind? Like, it, it's not going to work. Like, so I yeah. think he's actually quite a clever footballer, just because he he knows what he is. Yeah. What yeah. do we think for this game, though? Like you said, bottom of the championship. Like we should be breezing through this one. Yeah, it's, it's it'll be a breeze. I mm. think
2: I think we'll play a strong side.
1: Even though we've got Liverpool
2: just a few I, days after, I, I think we will. I think we will. I think. I think the FA Cup is important. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I think I can't. I, again, do do you play Delhi? I hope so. So do I. Actually, I can't get strong. Be, more than anything this season, I just wanna. I want to see Delhi and Jose
0: make up, mm. kiss and make up. I mean. We well, you know. Just edit that. Just, just edit to, that. Cut the and make up. <laughs> I just. <laughs> <guess>. <laughs> I just was kiss.
1: I think we will see I think we will see a. I think we'll see a strong-ish team, but like I don't expect like Kane to be. I feel like Kane and hoyberg maybe not. Um, yeah. But I think most of the others like it will be that. It'll be that Spurs B team. I what, think. But maybe Davis songa
2: Yeah. Davis we're we're gone. Gone.
1: It might be the B plus team. O- 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 Højbjerg is on a on a
2: on a yellow, isn't he? Is his final yellow, or does that count in the FA Cup? Yeah,
1: I just think he's not worth. It. It, it, like, we don't, we shouldn't need Højbjerg for that game. Like, give him the, give him a rest. We we'll need, like, we will need prime Højbjerg against Liverpool if we want to win. Winks and Sissoko. Yeah, but yeah, probably, or or Winks and Winks and and maybe. You, could, you know, I feel like against Wickham, you can play and in slightly deeper and free him up a little bit. Like, we're going to have the ball, aren't we, Slight. Like, so, I, I, I'd be comfortable with us playing that.
0: We do have to manage it now because it, it gets busy, right? So, we've got Monday 25th, Wickham, Thursday 28th, Liverpool, Sunday 31st, Brighton. Then it, Chelsea, West Brom, Man City, Wolfsburg, West Ham, Wolfsburg. Like, it, it's a difficult period now.
1: Also, that Brighton game that we've got after Liverpool... The last couple of seasons, Brighton's been a difficult game for us. Mm. Like they're not a great side, but for some reason we've found it quite hard against Brighton. So it's like that's a game that can't that can't be overlooked because that's not going to be an easy one at all. But look, you think you think first and foremost we should have, like even the, the the side that we put out against Marine should have enough for Wickham. Maybe you wouldn't yeah. play Harvey White, but the rest you know the rest of that team should have more than enough to yeah. be side bottom of the championship. Yeah. So. Don't and that V team, team's playing well. Do you know what I mean? It's won pretty much every game it's played. Like It's minutes for Bale, Lucas Moura, Dele, Vinicius, Winks. Roden can get another game. Davis, Don't see, Huff, Don't, yeah, yeah, like it's still a good side. Lamella should come back for that as well. Yeah, you got yes. Lamella. There you go. There's plenty of options for us. So, look, I, I I think we'll get through. I think it'll be fairly comfortable. I think it'll be 3-0 Spurs. I think it will be... We'll just go there, get the goals, get the job done, and then get through to the next round. And then hopefully take off the bigger players after an hour so that we're raring to go for Liverpool. Are we there? Is it there? No,
0: it's the Spurs. I think we'll do Liverpool. I know we're going to pod before then. I've just got a really good feeling about it. Like Last time it did feel a bit like top one versus two. Like It's a bit nervous. Now it feels a bit more OK, now we're fighting a bit more. Like Liverpool have got real weaknesses, which I think we can exploit. I'd love to see like Sun running at Henderson and Matip. Like, I can't wait for that.
1: I just think that what's been proven with Liverpool the last few weeks is... And really, it's the argument that people have had against Liverpool, even throughout how much they've dominated, is that if you can get at their back four, make them defend for prolonged periods, you can score goals against them. The issue mm-hmm. is they suffocate you and you can't get the ball and you can't get out and nothing sticks. Yeah. But like, if you actually say to them, well, we're going to have the ball, defend our attacks for 15 minutes... They can't do that at the moment. When Van Dyke's there, yeah, they can. But at the moment, they can't. So it's just about being brave. And we'll do a proper review on Liverpool next week. But it's just about being brave when we go into that game. Absolutely, absolutely. And look, they can't. They they, they haven't won away
2: for forever, really. So they, there's no way they're they're winning at the top of Hotspur Stadium.
1: That's it. But first and foremost, smash Wickham, get through the next round of the FA Cup, and we'll see what the season holds for us in that competition as well. Yeah. Um, But yeah, look, ASDJ, pleasure as always Talking all things Spurs with you Thank you to everybody for listening Remember whatever happens, future's bright, future's lily white Come on you Spurs
3: I always thought there was very, very many people interested in football And I always thought that football was a very important game But I never realised, until today, just how important it is Whether the Wonder Boys of White Hart Lane are or are not the team of the century Can't possibly be more than a matter of opinion
1: Well, they're the finest team in Great Britain and one of the best in the world.
3: We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. The curve of the ball. The billow of the net. The beating of the trap and the picking of the lock. The swiftness of thought the lightness of touch. We are Ginola, Greaves, Klinsman. We are the collective gasp, the intake of breath, the flick, the trick, the 30-yard free kick. We are Hoddle, Mabbott, and King. We are the lob, the chip, the dummy, and the volley. We are the hat trick, the scissor kick. We are Bill Nick. We are Blanche Flower, Ardilis, and Bale. We are about winning with a flourish. We are about winning with style. We are about the glory of the game. Daring to try, daring to risk, daring to dream. To dare is to do.